Catch new episodes of Dial the Gate weekends at youtube.com slash dialthegate. And for the latest schedule, visit dialthegate.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 154, goodness, of Dial the Gate. My name is David Reed. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, I have Andy Frizzell, the Wraith Queen from Stargate Atlantis. She's back to join us for another episode to bring us up to speed on what's been going on in her life and share some more stories. Before we get into that, if you like Stargate, and you want to see more content like this on YouTube, it would mean a great deal if you click that like button. It makes a difference with YouTube's algorithm and will help the show continue to grow. And please also consider sharing this video with a Stargate friend. And if you want to get notified about future episodes, click the subscribe icon. Giving the bell icon a click will notify you the moment a new video drops, and you'll get my notifications of any last-minute guest changes. And clips from this live stream will be released over the course of the next uh, few days and weeks on the Dial the Gate and GateWorld.net YouTube channels. As this is a live live uh, stream. Andy is with us uh, right now. And if you are in the YouTube chat, you can submit questions to her through our moderators. They are going to uh, provide them to me through uh, the back end. And uh, then we will get them over to, um, uh, to Andy to ask live. So without further ado, let's bring in the lovely Miss Andy Frizzell, in Colombia, I believe. Is that is that correct? Yes. It's wow. Andy coming to you live from the Andes. From the Andes. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Andy in the Andes. I am excellent. Thank you so much for inviting me uh, you know, onto I'm, this show. You I are a ray of sunshine. Show. I love I love having oh, you back. Thank and you. You've been a true <laughs> true friend of the show and um I love this show. Why Colombia, Andy? Why why was this the next spot? You, uh, you have been all over the world. You spent a, a fair <laughs> bit of time, you know, in, in these different places, sucking up different cultures and absorbing their um, their their different energies. And uh, how, why Columbia? Why, why is Columbia the yeah. next step? It's so funny because you and I have talked from Thailand. Uh, I saw you in Vancouver. Right. Uh, I was like, did I talk to you when I was in Sicily? I, I was don't just think so. in Italy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, traveling around. So I've been to Colombia before. So I have um, friends that live here and I'm in the South um, in a little, very small village. <laughs> I don't think they'd call it a village. I call it a village. Um, in the Andes, it's called Pasto. Um, so I think I'm coming in at 2,200 um, meters above sea level, something wow. like that. So, uh, yeah, just Machu Picchu is just a little bit higher. Um, so it's really interesting. I mean, you know, we we're talking about absorbing culture. Um, when I first arrived here, I'm trying to absorb oxygen. So we're actually 30% less oxygen here in Pasto. So for the first two weeks, when you go to stand, when I like go to stand you up, notice or, the difference. you know, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, yeah, it's incredible. And then within like the like about 14 days, about two weeks, then you start to acclimatize and your lungs are like, okay, I, we're functioning at 30% less oxygen. That's cool. Because I, I was here before in 2018 to 2019 for five months. So, so I believe that we actually saw each other um, at the last, uh, not so not GateCon that just happened, 2022, but the GateCon of 2018. 2018, yeah. And I, I, I saw you, said goodbye at the Richmond airport, jumped on an airplane, and then came here. And then I was here for five months from that point. So, um, yeah, it's really crazy. A lot of... Um, uh, a cyclist, you know, that, that do like the, 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 you know, tour de France and stuff like that. Right. They come here to train, to train, right. Come, the, yeah. Oxygen deprivation. Yeah. So that then when you go back, so everybody was telling me like, Oh yeah, it's 30% less oxygen. You just have to kind of, you know, it, it, you'll acclimatize, you know, within two weeks. But what no one told me was when you go back, 
<gasps> it's like I was like on Red Bull Extreme, like from for the, the oxygen. Two- <laughs> yeah, because wow. then all of a sudden. I was sleeping for the first two weeks that I was back, like lower. Um, I was sleeping maybe four or five hours a night and just waking because my body was getting so much oxygen. It was like, what can we do next? What closet have we not cleaned out? Oh my God. I was like, let's organize 99 puzzles. Let's do this. You know? Um, Yeah, it was pretty fun. It was pretty, but people talk to you about coming. They don't talk about like when you go back, but yeah. So um, I'm back in Columbia visiting friends. Um, You know, it's uh, Christmas, right? December. So I decided I had, was just actually in Italy. So I was in Sicily for the last like two and a half months. Uh, saw you in in August or no in September, September the first week of September. Yeah. September yeah and then um and then I left uh that week and after that weekend I left on the Monday and I went to Switzerland and then I was in um Sicily for the last two and a half months and then I just got here about two weeks ago so I'm just acclimatizing so if I start panting <laughs> <laughs> it's oxygen deprivation <laughs> Yeah, she's not actually being fed on by a wraith. There you go. Maybe, maybe. (laughs) Jeez. But yeah, you said why here? It's just a, it's a beautiful, beautiful, amazing country. I love the people here. So I, I have also spent um, three months in the north in a place called um, Cartagena, and uh, but that was you know a couple of years ago. And eight years ago now, um, yeah, I was in the north, and it's uh, it's just a very. I mean, Colombia is a massive country with so much history and so many different peoples in it. Um, uh, and in the north, it's more Spanish. Oh, uh, it's very vivacious and very yeah. And then in the south, it's very Andean. Uh, so you have more, you know, like the people are really tiny. <laughs> like I mean, tiny, tiny. Like when I sit in a chair in a restaurant and the waiter comes over to take my order, I'm sitting, I'm like, and he's <laughs> no, down. <laughs> yeah. It's not everybody. It's not everybody, but generally, uh-huh. um, I have to tell you this story. I have to this. So just two weeks ago, when I first got here, I went to go get a phone card from Claro. It's the, uh, one of the local the places. Providers. Yeah. One of the local providers. And, uh, and I was with my friend who's also Canadian. And so he's like six foot one. I'm also just under six foot one. So I was right behind him. So we were going and entering into the place and some group of people were coming out two, three ladies. Anyway, the lady walked sort of into my friend and it was like, she was like right at his sort of belt buckle, you know, and she <laughs> looked up and her face just, oh. and then he stepped out of the way. And then I came in. And she went like this. So she crossed herself. Like, <laughs> These people are enormous. And she's like, oh my God. She's like, Mon Dieu. You know, and I was like, oh my God. It's like, does she watch Stargate? I was like, maybe she was like, hey, that lady's the wraith. I don't know. No, it was because I was huge. But yeah, it's, it's, it was pretty interesting when you go somewhere and someone like crosses themselves. <laughs> I was always asked in the Philippines, I lived there for a year, uh, if I was a basketball player. Yeah, yeah. You know, and my just... answer, I get that in Canada. Come on, they oh, ask really? me in Canada. Yeah, um, but I always tell people, no, I play miniature golf. <laughs> <laughs> miniature That's golf funny. champion. That's yeah. funny. Um, so I'll be drinking a lot of tea, so I don't know how no, that you're looks good. Like... You're good, yeah. You oxygen and tea. You gotta yeah, make oxygen and tea, I'm saying. <laughs> you know, you and I like to talk about... Um, everything (laughs) yeah i mean but what leads back what it really leads back to i I think in terms of our conversations is is uh uh wellness and like general happiness Uh, you know i'm looking at these 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 pew research polls year over year that that really do suggest that people are are becoming less and less uh happy and Mm. you yourself as a holistic person you do yoga you know you're very aware of of uh your body and your energy what do you attribute a lot of this to and how do you personally combat it when you feel down it's interesting when you say like unhappiness because i feel the level of what my interpretation as someone who's been traveling around the world extensively for the last five years specifically the last five years Mm -hmm. um is a it's not so much an unhappiness but a discontentment Mm -hmm. you know people just don't know what's wrong 
but they know something's wrong. And my interpretation, and it's not about judgments, it's just information. You know, I'm just out traveling and I'm, I'm listening to stories and I'm meeting so many people. And my interpretation is connection. And so this amazing thing, the internet, um, phones, the connection, Wi-Fi, like we have connected and disconnected at the same time. So we've been never more in history have we been like able to access information and and people and all around the world and it's at our fingertips and yet we're separate. So there's a connectivity that's missing. And as someone who's like I said traveled extensively for the last 5 years um, I had done years of traveling before mm. and I can really see a massive difference. Um, I can give you so many examples of, uh, of that. So to me, to go back to the original question is it's this connection, this human connection. So we're connected, but we're not engaged, I guess, maybe is the word. Maybe you can help me find the I word, but I, do you know what I'm trying to say? These things right here are yeah. extraordinary, but they mm-hmm. are a wall at the same time because yeah, even they, just... they are a filter and they are a yeah. moderating tool that prevents, if I were in the same room with you, this, yeah. this yeah. one-on-one interaction, this eye contact, if yeah. we were in the same room Energy, yeah. Energy, Energy exchange. And, yeah. And absolutely Im- immediate feedback uh, yeah. that I think we're losing. Yeah. And so that that's to me, that is this that's breeding its sort of discontentment because it's it's like you and I are friends and we are disconnected through this this machine. But even like, you know, um, so much of the world has become automated now. So you don't even call like um, an airline uh, and talk to a person, you know, an agent to get, to get your airline tickets anymore. Everything is done online. I mean, you actually have to pay to talk to somebody. You do. You know? yeah, there's um, a, if you connect to someone, there's a charge now. And in, in, in yeah, those specific instances. Yeah. yeah. Like if you go to the airport and you're like, I need to go up and talk to the person. They're like, that's 70 euros. You know, yeah. I was just in Madrid and it was $70 to go up and talk to the, so, so I'm just talking about, interaction like not 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 only uh i mean our friends and our family um and and that you know eye contact connection um but also just people in general like i would task yourself to like go about your day um you know in the next like day or two just go about your day and see how many interactions that you would have done via your phone that say even 10 years ago that you would have done with somebody in person, your groceries, right? Going to the grocery store, walking around, picking things up, talking to the sales lady, you know, the clerks, um, uh, going, yeah, it's you all know, self-checkout now. It's all self. That's what I'm saying. The like kiosks are, are, are at the fast food restaurants, which I know Amazon. you don't do, but I do. Yeah. yeah. yeah but, but yeah, like amazon.com yeah. delivering food, you know, like .com, Amazon dot everybody, yeah. every country. But so I feel like I don't, I don't think that we understood how much we depended on, on like to feel part of a community, to feel that energy exchange. Like how many times have you been out in your day and, you know, things aren't going well and you pass a stranger that smiles and yep. that oxytocin you know, immediately, changed, immediately it, delivered. Yeah, and it and it changed your day, yep. you know. Or you know, I've had so many experiences, um, and I was struggling with something, and then someone offered to help, uh, you know, carry your bags, or you know, how, gives you a seat on the bus, or you know, this interaction that mm-hmm. when now we're taking Ubers and we're, you know, like everything is done with this. So again, it's just you know, it's just information, it's just an opinion, it's just observations. But uh, that's what I've seen in the last, and very specifically, now obviously through the pandemic, um, Mm. for sure, but just this further and further distance of of connection, you know, and, and, and then you see these rising levels of dissatisfaction and unhappiness. And so, I mean, I'm putting the two things together, but it seems they seem to be, you know, the more disconnected we become, the more unhappier we are. And um, so when you ask me, um, what are things that I do? 
I mean, one of the first thing that comes to my mind, uh, and I, you know, would offer it out to anyone is I take classes. Uh, I love taking class for anything like cooking classes. I'm actually taking a body combat class right now, but here's the, here's the best thing. Yeah. But it's in Spanish. Okay. So I speak about nada, right? So, <laughs> yeah. So the guy's like, la, 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 la. and I'm like, what? And then you're like, oh, okay, that. All right. <laughs> you were coming in with a jab. Okay. Um, yeah. It's hilarious. But even being, I mean, I can tell you so many. I've taken yoga classes with Russian teachers like, that only spoke Russian. I didn't understand a word. That even not totally comprehending word for word what was happening just being in a community of people um in yoga there's a saying um alone togetherness right so we are alone all of us are alone in our journeys and we're traveling along but we are doing it together you know and so i take classes i am sensani but it just, you know, I've taken um, terribly. So not to the to the neighbor's chagrin, I took like um, guitar lessons, you know, like classic. And I'm like, rip, rip, you know, we're not happy about those. But, um, but, you know, like that to me connects me and, it, and, and volunteering, right? So just volunteering somewhere, just taking care of, like I, th- I told you when we, when we talked in Thailand, um, I was doing so many different volunteering jobs because it was helping me connect, you know, and, and then the, mm. the benefit of me volunteering is they're getting something. But the reason to volunteer is for me. It was a selfish reason. It was to, to connect. It was to connect with a community, even if I didn't understand the language or the words or I understand you can understand people. Yes, right? absolutely. And so it sounds like putting connection. yourself out there trying different things, you know, um, I, I took a Bob Ross painting class with my friends a oh couple of years God, ago and it was, so it was fun. like, I ne- never done anything like this, but just yeah. trying, taking a stab at something new and say, Hey, let's try this. Let's, let's try it. Yeah. Let's explore a new facet of me. Yeah. And, you know? and outside with everyone else like i mean you can you can definitely do all this stuff online there's amazing resources online to taking classes and courses and stuff but to 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 reach that connectivity you know and that's what i'm saying is like just yeah you know i mean i've been going to these uh as i said these uh body body combat classes and and no one speaks english and i don't speak spanish and we're high-fiving at the end and everybody's sweaty and we're like oh you know like we don't need the exact words to understand the experience that we both like that we all have just had. And it changes my day. You know, um, I'm doing uh, voice acting now, like that's my, my main focus. And so that's a very isolating job, right? I'm yeah. in a booth, I'm in a closet, like, you know, right. and which is, I love, I love, but it's very isolating. I am, in a country where I don't speak the language, in a small village in the Andes, <laughs> you know, with no oxygen. <laughs> and so all of these things are isolating, 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 right? So, it, you know, you, that disconnect. So how how you find ways to connect, you know? And, and for me, it's taking classes. <laughs> so you ask, what did I do? That's, that's, that's what nice. I would do. And then and anything, like you said, it's exploring parts of yourself. I mean, even, you know, again, volunteering, just I've got time and I want to connect with people or animals or nature, you know, um, volunteering allows you those opportunities. And um, maybe it doesn't work for everybody, but even just going and seeing if it does, you know, and I wonder what those levels of unhappiness or dissatisfaction would be, you know, Are you still- I just know they, they work for me. Hmm? Are you still doing work with the elderly? Yeah, I'm not here in Pasto. I haven't. No, okay. no. But uh, but again, like I just I I love to take opportunities um, in every country that I go to um, to volunteer. And and so sometimes it's working with. Uh, it's just where is the space okay. that where where is the need that I can fulfill? You know, and okay. and so I just insert. So uh, yeah, so I have worked with the elderly, um, and, but here I haven't done that yet. Uh, connected here um, to, like I said, I'm, I'm just getting my oxygen. Right. 
<laughs> and my muscles. And then, um, and yeah, and then I will look for opportunities here. Um, most likely what, what I will, what I would like to do um, is uh, volunteer as a, <laughs> not that I speak very perfect English, um, but I, what I would like to do is uh, do conversational English, uh, you know, sit in a room and have people practice English. They're practicing and, and their English. We just, yeah, you know, I would like to do something like that because then you have multiple people. Like you would have old, older people, you have younger people, you have, you know, so it would be fun. It would be fun for me to to hear them and help them express themselves, right? And and connect, you know, with each other as they're all learning, and then with me as well, a native speaker. So yeah, that that I think that's the job that I or volunteering position I'll be looking for when I finally get settled here. What um the uh, we we were talking about the the voice work that you're doing now. Now when Ooh. you're in your booth or your closet or wherever your studio is, do you have a producer in your ear? Or is it just sometimes? You? Okay, so sometimes, yeah, but sometimes. other times it's just you recording lines. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, yeah, I work. Um, I've done, you know, uh, voiceover for shows, um, narration for shows, uh, where the director producer are on the other line. You know, so um, I'll have them listening through, and then there's a um, called Source Connect, and it's a way that they can edit while I'm recording. Oh, that's um, and then. Yeah, it's amazing. It's it's so fascinating. Like we go back to this, you know, as you said, this box that's kind of separating us, but at the same time, it's making so much stuff possible. possible. Like this would not, I could not have done this um, as as extensively as I have for the last five years um, through the whole pandemic and everything. Uh, and anywhere if, in the world, if the technology I, from anywhere, if there's infrastructure, any, if there's a closet. I'm in there. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah, I will. I could tell you some pretty funny stories. Like, um, because in in, um, some of the places I've been, like uh, when I was in Maui, um, I had to close down all the windows Mm -hmm. and it was, it gets, you know, and you can't have the air conditioner on. Right. Right. So I'm in this closet booth that I've created and there's no air coming in. And I have four clients, like two of them from Ottawa, two from Toronto or online. Now it's all, you know, there's no video, it's just audio. And then I'm in there because it's, there's no air conditioner on and it's very hot. So I have, you know, not the most appropriate entertaining other people clothes on, if you know what I'm trying to say. Anyway, right, it's we're, for the sound. Yeah, yeah. I have no clothes on because of the sound. Yeah, no, it's just because well, so it's hot. hot. And, yeah, yeah, it's hot. A- anyway, AC is I'm loud. Leaning, yeah, and I'm leaning over the mic, and the client, and so I'm, I'm, I have the cans on, and I'm doing the recording, and the client's like, "Do you do you hear that sound?" He's like, I, I, "We're picking up a drip, like a drip, 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 like a like is a tap or a faucet on." Oh, no. And then all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh my god, it was my back." And it was, I was sweating so much. Yeah. It was dripping down my back. <laughs> and like, and you could hear it. Yeah. Like it's I all for the work. Folks. Yeah. But yeah. what I say to people is like the next time you're like driving in your car and like one of those commercials comes on the radio, you like, and you're hearing this amazing voice. I'm like, just a picture. They might be in a closet naked somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, whatever it takes to get the to get the the cut, to get the take. Yeah. And now mm. that we don't have to go into a studio, like the right. technology is so amazing, right? That we're able to do all of this online. So yeah, it's pretty fun. What is it <laughs> as a voice actor are you looking for when when you go out for a, a role? Or is it okay, this is interesting. We're gonna talk about uh yams. We have a yam commercial. Yeah, you know what? I mean it's so interesting because being an actor was so very different than being a voice actor. And uh, with voice acting, I don't do character voices. I I'm a narrator. I speak in this voice. Basically, basically it's just like in a world, you know, it's like that. (laughs) I'm, I'm right behind Morgan Freeman. No, (laughs) a guy is, that's the goat. He's the goat. When when I die, I hope, I hope God is Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Oh my God. He is. No, he is like, 
for sure. Um, anyway, and uh, yeah, so so that's like the voice character acting. Right. Um, and I, I do narration and I, 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 I love it. I love it so much. I read um, for Audible. So I read for um, like fiction books, nonfiction yep. books. Um, but my favorite clients, I, and I have a few that I've been with doing this regularly for a while, um, are certainly headphones are doing something funny um, with uh, with uh, colleges. Um, and I do the audio version of their textbooks. So wow. I am getting this incredible education. Like, so you're so learning I'm too. At parties, it's crazy. So whenever at parties and someone, and I'll be like, oh, that's called an early adopter. And what early adopters are doing? And people are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I just read it. And, and I was like, I just read it today, you know? So it's it's been absolutely incredible. I And I love that. And I and I do like um, e-learning modules um, for different companies, um, bringing their employees in kind of like, and I get to be like the Surrey of, of whatever tech company that is, or whatever the company is so they're like i was actually in the swimming pool and when i was in mexico talking to this woman um who used to work for one of the big banks in canada and she's we were talking she said what do you do i said oh i'm a narrator and I do e-learning modules and stuff and her eyes went wide oh, and she's no. like oh my. she's like did you do it for this bank? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, Oh my God, every year they used to make us do these updates. And she's like, and it's your voice. And your she goes, voice. I knew, I knew you. She's like, I was in the pool and I could hear your voice. And she's like, where do I know this woman's voice from? And it was these like, welcome to your annual checkup. Is everyone <laughs> there? She's like, Oh my God, it's you. Oh, that's funny. fantastic um, you know, when you come yeah, across someone in real life that you've made a connection to i've never shared this what? story before andy um yeah I, I i don't believe i've shared this story before but it was about 10 years ago and i was in a subway uh restaurant and i was ordering and uh i was making I, this was one down the street for me and i was making acquaintances with the people behind the the counter and someone was like you know i don't know how it came up but i mentioned stargate and how I was on Gate World at the time uh, doing a podcast. And the guy. Sorry, made... Louise. <clears throat> oh, it's okay. <clears throat> Are you good? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Good. Okay. And <clears throat> I uh, was uh, talking about doing a podcast. And the guy making my sandwich said, David? And he is watching, watching, the show? watching the podcast. Yeah. Oh my God, that's amazing. Isn't that interesting how every once in a while you come across someone yeah. who you've, and all, these are only the ones who, who make you aware of it, you know, where you can have yeah. a connection with yeah, someone yeah. in a pool, in a foreign country, you know, who's come across I your work that's that, affected though. them enough that they remember you. You know, well, it affected her enough that she was like, "Oh God, we used to dread those things." Oh, and wow. your voice okay. was well, so un- like <laughs> your voice. We just actually was like, "God, every year we'd be like, oh, she's gonna tell us how to do this thing again.'" You know, that's funny. So funny. That yeah. So she she kind of she didn't associate necessarily what I was saying, but more just that she was connecting it with like, Ugh, we have to do that today. You know, like it's our yearly thing again. So anyway, I thought that was kind of funny, but that's really cool. Like, especially online, because right. like we said, again, this technology, right. The ability right. to, to be able to connect and you're talking to people all over. I, I imagine there's people, you know, listening in on this and watching this from all over. And, yes. and then for someone to say, Hey, I saw that. And you're like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Right. So we connect yeah, with cool. each other more cool. than we think we do. And I think it's important to remember what ripples we make when you know, yeah. we interact with someone else. And, it's so important yeah. to make those as positive ripples as possible. Yeah. Make good ripples. And that's what we were saying about like the, the connection. I mean, there's human connection and that's, right. you know, we're missing that, but there's this and we're able to reach so many more people and acts and, and, you know, like we were saying before, like access to so many things, access to learning and to, and to different groups of people, different cultures, different customs, like, so I don't want that to sound like I think the phone is a bad thing. I think yeah. the phone is an amazing, well, the phone, the, you know, the phone is the phone, but the, the internet and all of that, I think it's an amazing tool, but it's a tool. 
and right. and and I think somehow we've shifted um you know into making everything so automated that we're not getting that interaction that we use or the same interaction that we used to get so but I think it's also an incredible tool like I said I could not have done the work that I do and travel as much as I have in the last five years if it hasn't been for this technology. So I'm very grateful for the technology at the same time, right? I think it's important, you know, to to ask, are are we are we improving people's lives by adding this technology or mm. would we be ultimately damaging people? I mean, but again, it's it's down to the individual person to, to use but the I, tool. Yeah. And absolutely to, to hope that they use it responsibly. Yeah. And, and that's just it. You know, it's, you know, you give everybody a car, some people are going to drive it at excessive, you know, speeds and they're going to get into accidents. And then some people are going to drive it and, 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 you know, just drive it to the local grocery store and fill up our environment with, um, you know, gas fumes, right? Like, like, and then there's going to be people that use it to carpool and get the elderly people from their, out of their houses into their doctor's appointments, you know, like Keep drunk drivers the tool the is the tool, but that's it. Like, yeah. like, yeah, like the, the tool is the tool. It's, it's how we use that tool, you know? And so I think, again, we go back to that level of dissatisfaction. And if, you know, we're sitting at home, um, scrolling through stuff on the internet and, and, and instead of going out and taking a class, you know, at, like you said, like trying something completely different, like a painting class and just interacting with the people there, you know, it's using the same tool, but you know, it's, it's ultimately it's up to us how we use it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and use our time when we use that tool and for what means. Right. So. You played wraith queens of various intensities for four seasons and the 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 approach every one of them the approach of every one of them was slightly different uh so much of it i think had to do with your your makeup that went on and Mm -hmm. obviously what this what the script had to say if given the chance what would have been another angle of the wraith queen's personality that you would have liked to have explored well, I just think that I I don't think that they were explored. I mean, because I was the race queen, but I, I don't think the race was explored in its totality. You know, like they were an, an, the enemy. Um, and so through the episodes, you know, they were like, oh, there's the enemy. And then there's trying to get around the enemy. They, they had sort of a, that kind of function. And what I would have liked to have explored was was exploring the commonalities um, because they had human DNA, like Mm -hmm. the commonalities of them exploring that about themselves and the Atlantic, you know, like, and, and just, I don't know. I just thought it would be very interesting to explore them as they explored themselves as they evolved, right? Because they woke up and the world was completely different. And so how did they, explore themselves to see how they fit into this sort of new world. You, Do you know what I mean? Like what could have, what could have happened? What could yeah. have, I don't know. I just thought that would be very interesting to see. Well, if they're part um, human, yeah. I'm wondering if the Queens would have had that we just didn't see because, you know, we, we were only on missions here and there on the Wraith hives. Yeah. A nurturing quality to them that we could somehow relate to the the queens themselves yeah i mean and it was you and i and and i think every interview we go back to this you my first interview was with you when you said you know you're you know you're evil and i was like what are you talking about i'm not evil i'm hungry i'm just hungry and yeah i'm just hungry and And protective how i eat and and so you know to start to explore i i i would have liked to just and then that would have been through time, you know, but given more seasons and more time um, just to be able to see them evolve, uh, to see more aspects of them uh, as in themselves, not just interacting with the humans, like the wraith, what, who are they when they interact with us humans, but just who are they as themselves, you know, exploring the different aspects of themselves with each other and what that meant in this new world you know when you have the new characters that that chris played and you know like 
I, I, I'm trying to remember the names. Was it Michael? Was, Michael, uh, Michael was, was, was Tanner. Was, was, was Connor. And then you had, you had Connor, Todd. Yeah. Todd, uh, sorry, Todd that was, was his name. Was Chris Hyredall's big one. Yeah, it's Chris. Yeah, so, you know, like they were, they were really, I think that's where the storylines could and were kind of going, was showing these, um, how diverse these characters were, you know, like giving them separate names. They even started to look different, you know, like they were do, taking on problems differently. And and yeah, so I that would have been great, I think. But that's again, like, you know, Everyone does, as an actor, you don't want to see your character, you know, not well die, obviously. I died a lot, but, you know, you don't want to see it end. <laughs> right. You don't want to see your character end, you know? Yeah. So it would have been, it would have been, I think it would have been great to see how they evolved, you know, how they fit into this new world. I think that would have been very interesting. Was there any kind of makeup that you would not have done? Do you think that they would have, t- any kind of, or uh, oh, approach know. that would have been too extreme for you. It's like, you know what? I really can't go that far. I have to express myself somehow through mm. something. Oh, or would you have I don't know. That's such anything? an interesting. Well, that's such an interesting question because I don't, it's funny. I don't think I ever thought of it as an option. Like I never thought to them to be like, yeah, no, don't do that. You know, you've like, done makeup. I was like, I mean, you've done horror makeup. You've done it all extensive. Ex- like I, I was in one character that I played. Um, I had like a, t- I had a prosthetic tongue. Like I played this, it was a uh, Bafume was, uh, it's like a female demon, a uh, Satan kind of character. And so I had like these hooves, uh, like I had oh, this like rubber suit. Yeah. And, 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 and I, so these hooves that I put in, and then they had this full, it was a full suit. Oh my God, this is crazy. This is like in the very beginning, I was like, I didn't even know I could say no. I was like, this is so cool. Um, but it was like a full suit that they had to actually glue me into every time. So, and I had like underneath this apparatus that moved these insane wings. I had like magnets on my head that had these horns. So the bodysuit, they glued me into it and glued the feet. And then these gloves and they glued them and I had these long extended fingers. And then the face and then these horns sat on it. And then I had contact lenses that popped the entire eye. They were like lava. So they went from corner to corner, top to bottom. Like that. And then I had a prosthetic tongue that you slid on and it like was forked. So there's somebody somewhere, maybe they're, they're a sci-fi fan of your show. There is a makeup artist that has a photo of me from that shoot. And I had this long tail, a forked tail. So I couldn't sit in a regular chair. So I was sitting on a cooler waiting to go on set and they had snapped a photo of me. And I'm sitting there in this full garb because I was in it for like 14 hours. Like I, that once you're in, you're in, right? Um, only, only able to sip like little bits of Gatorade. Because <laughs> wow. uh, you, you didn't want to have to go to the bathroom. You'd be right. in big trouble. Um, anyway, there's a picture of me sitting in this black ensemble. Oh, I think did I tell you about the boobs in it? That was pretty funny. Anyway, um, it had like female breasts in the suit. They weren't mine, but no one they were knew attached that. to it. Yeah, yeah. But the first couple of days, I was walking around wondering why everybody was like avoiding me, and then I realized, oh yeah, I got my tatas hanging up. But they weren't, <laughs> but they didn't know that. So then I. So that's right, because so then they gave me this like like terry cloth green robe that like was like a mini robe so it just went underneath there it didn't matter to me i was in a full suit but but it just looked ridiculous so i had this like larry the lounge lizard you know terry cloth like 70s robe and i'm sitting on this uh, ca- uh, on a cooler doing the crossword puzzle in this <laughs> outfit <laughs> And there is a photo out there somewhere. And I just real I just remember that somebody took, but this was back in the day where they took the Polaroids and right. took them back to the trailer and then printed them off. It wasn't on someone's phone. So I have no idea where that photo would be. We may have to be. poke around for it. 
God, how hilarious would that oh, be? Oh, man. But, yeah. Crossword puzzle <laughs> so, in that get up. Yeah, with my tail on the out, like the other side of the cooler, because I couldn't sit in an actual chair. And I had these things. Fake things hanging and, out. And with, and this, hanging out yeah, of you. Tatas hanging out. I was like, <laughs> why is everybody? I was like, nobody would look me in the eye. They were you know? embarrassed. They were like, hmm. I, and then it was only like, I mean, I must have been a week into shooting that I was like, oh, they think they're mine. You know, and I was like, <laughs> They're part of the suit. Oh my gosh! That's no, amazing. Yeah, it's it's an so amazing funny. job. So, you know they're doing something right when when people get yeah, confused. But so funny that you just said that. Like I didn't even think that I was in any position to be like, yeah, I don't like that. You know, like right. I never even thought of that. It's yeah, like when you asked me before the question about um, you know picking choosing rules to voice. Um, and and being an actor, I, I really felt it wasn't so much that I was drawn to characters per se. Mm. I was really drawn to stories. Mm. And I think the crazier the story, the more interesting the characters are that come out of that story, you know, like, and, and the story makes those characters. Mm. And so, you know, even this, like when they said to me, like, oh, this is the, when you're going to play the Wraith Queen and she's going to have all of this kind of stuff. And I was like, absolutely. Like, I, ne- I would never have stopped them. Like, never would have said, I don't know about that. You know, they're like, we want a horn. I'm like, oh, like, all right, let's do this. Let's you know? give it like, a shot. Let's give it a shot because wow. this character, this story is so cool. This story is so cool. And it's created such great characters you know, I, 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 I wouldn't even think to have said to them, you know, I, I did an episode of, um, of Andromeda. Mm-hmm. This is kind of fun. I didn't say no, but somebody else was like, no. And I, and, and, and Andromeda was a ship and I played mm-hmm. Mila, who was also the visualization of a ship. Right. And, and when they were doing the, the makeup test, they put like, uh, had this, they take it, it looked like a paper towel roll. Let's just call it what it was. It looked like a paper towel roll. And they rolled my hair around it and it stuck out like this. You know? And they were like, yeah, no. And I was like, yeah, no, I don't think it's going to work. They you were know? trying so to do something different. They, yeah, they wanted something different. Yeah. You know, they wanted her to look like spacey. And I was like, oh, she looked like a something, you know. I don't know if it's spacey <laughs> is the word I use, but... And it looked like I got like a rolling pin. It's like Chris Tucker in the Fifth Element with the the whole paint thing on the front of that. Yeah. So, you know, like, so I think, you know, they they have a character in mind and then you play around with it and you see if it actually works or 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 if it's too distracting. And and I think that's it ultimately. Because I think it was like, now that I'm re-remembering it, I think it was the thing and then it had like hair. Oh my gosh. Like a hair propeller. And it was just too distracting. You well, that's know? the like, thing. Are you going to move the story yeah. forward? Or are you? Are people going to be looking well, but, at that for so long and then have to rewind? Yeah. Like, what was she saying? What was, is that? She, like, what is that on her head? Yeah. Is it going to take off? Is it like, does it do like, I'm <laughs> out of here, doc? you know? Like, oh, that's funny. You know, like, yeah, right. So, yeah, I, I when you say like, they, they might have come up with something for the character. Like, oh, we want the queens to have this you know and i i wouldn't have said like no i think that but you know you would look at it as a team right and be like is this moving the story forward or right. is it just distracting you know besides the wraith queen's head comes off and she can attach it yeah to another you know head, and she's you know? like <laughs> you know yeah like, yeah, like cockroaches you know right. like cockroaches like i don't need my tail i just need my head yeah, that and you know and one of the queen's heads did come off. So I that's don't know. That's <laughs> certainly true. Yeah. When I asked for, that's not what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that one. Throwing that little tidbit in there. <laughs> Lockwatcher wants to know, Andy, uh, what were your first mm-hmm. impressions of that set and cast when you arrived the first day on Stargate Atlantis? Obviously, they were just starting a new show. But what, what were your first impressions going in? Oh, man, this is I, a cheap set, yeah. or man, they put some money into this, or no, you know what? It was excitement. I yeah. think like when you go on shows, um, and and everybody's kind of got their care, and you're telling, yeah, I don't know, like obviously the first days are exciting, you know, to yeah. to be on a new show, but to be in another world, like you, like that you going into these sound stages 
I mean, all the actors are walking around. Like, it's amazing to see, you know, it's not just like, oh, it's another day at the office. You know, we, we were walking around seeing what these amazing, talented, I was a piece of that creativeness, you know, uh, we're walking around and just seeing the ideas and concepts. And, and then all the people that had the ideas are now seeing them come to life. So yeah, that's a you can just imagine the excitement, yeah. right? Everyone and the anticipation. And yeah, it was, I, yeah, it was just, I, I mean, that sounds like such a silly word, anticipate, like excitement, but it was, it was very phonetic. People were very excited to be part of this and, and to bring it to life, you know? Um, it's, it was just such an interesting something, characters no one had heard of, no one had seen, you know, like, it was very thrilling. It was very exciting to be part of that. Were you surprised it lasted five years? No, I yeah. I was surprised it didn't go longer. Yeah, I think I think they had so many. You know, that's what's so incredible about sci-fi and about all the incredible people being brought into sci-fi. You know, like uh, the creative, like the makeup and the costumes and the sets and all of that. This imagine your imagination is the your limit, you know. Like right. so, it's unlimited what people were bringing and the talent was bringing. So I, I mean, I was more surprised that it didn't go further, just because I felt they had so many more stories to tell. Uh, like like this, the the original Stargate, you know, and SGU as well, right? Mm -hmm. Like space and beyond. Like there's just so many it's, it's amazing stories. Yeah. And we were, you know, we go back to talking about um, how a race kind of woke up and it's like a new world out there, you know, and, and there's so much we say like it's space and sci-fi, but there's elements of that happening, you know, in, in our consciousness, in the human consciousness. So I think they had so many more stories to tell uh, that we could have, you know, just very, very well, you know, related to right as humans so i think we batted a beehive here gate gab wants to know does andy remember the name of that horror film for the photograph she described they're trying to find it oh my god that's hilarious um i i i oh look at me uh the i think it was called oh gosh oh no was it before stargate yes i think it was Oh, okay, you know who is it? Was Devour. The... That's it. That's it. That is exactly the, that is exactly and, and it. The name is yes. Beast, of course. So Beast. it revolves around a character named oh, Jay Gray God. and his friends who have been playing a deadly game called the Bathway, which spirals out of control and threatens a worldwide epidemic of violence. Devour. That's yes. it. Okay, we'll have to look for oh, it. Oh my God, that's so funny. And so, oh my God, that's so. funny. Funny, you guys are going to try to find <laughs> this it. This is what they do, you know. You you throw wow, the bone and they go incredible. and chase it. You guys are incredible, uh, Jeremy. I, yeah, that would be hilarious. Uh, Jer yes. Jeremy, Andy, what's been your favorite country to visit or live in? You know what's so funny? I get asked that. That is the like number one question. Other than how tall are you? It's like how tall are you? And well, what's you, your favorite? You you and, are privileged to to be able to travel as much as as you have. Oh, you know, you, I've visited twenty eight, and people are always like, yeah. "What's your favorite?" You know, I'm really curious. Yeah. What's your favorite? So well, and that's what I was just going to say. It's it's such a they're all my favorites. Mm. They're all my favorites, even the ones that went terribly sideways, um, because I. I know there's a lot of travelers out there that, that travel to see things. Yeah. And I find, or I've come to understand that I'm a traveler that wants to experience mm -hmm. things. So, so I'll go to places and, and people will say, Oh, did you go to this tower or did you see this? And I'm like, no, I didn't do that. But I slept on a, 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 a boat, a fishing boat, um, you know, in the middle of the ocean one night to see the, you know, all the, uh, a luminous yeah. fish, you know, and, and, and I just paid a fisherman like five bucks and him and I, you know, sat on the, on a boat and did this. Like, so I had different experiences. And so I can go back to a sim, go back to a country, um, and have a completely different experience, you know, than I did the first time. Like people ask me about Thailand, um, right. because I was in Thailand <laughs> stuck yeah, um, through COVID. stuck through through covid and people ask me about going back 
to Thailand now. And I actually don't think I can go back. And the reason I say that is that Speeding tickets? I was, yeah, that's it. Uh, <laughs> like, who's that little lady? She's this big. Um, no, is, is just that it was such an incredible experience. Imagine being in a country that welcomes um, 70 million tourists a year. Wow. To none. So, yeah. so I'm on stretches of beach yeah. without a single soul. Like, there's no one on this. There's no, and, and, and I don't like, I'm not just talking about like, oh, there was nobody there and you could suntan and no, but I just mean the, the, the nature, like um, the, it was so beautiful and, and unobstructed. So you could look over the sea and there wasn't a thousand boats all the like, you know, getting around and taking people. There wasn't, Ferries. There wasn't airplanes or helicopters, or you know, it was silent. So you were seeing the most incredible nature in its in it in its rawness, you know. And and it it was such an amazing experience. And then the Thai people. Oh my gosh, it is named aptly named, you know, the, the land of a thousand smiles. I mean, they were just incredible people, and so. I don't know if I could go back. I don't think you and, could top that. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if you go back now and there's like all yeah. these cars and, and those big tourist buses, you know, where they, they're shuffling thousands of tourists on these massive buses. I had like, I remember from my place to um, Rawai to when I was living in Phuket. So where I was all the way down to Phuket, there's the highway road. And I would be the only motorbike on, on the road for kilometers and kilometers and you just have this un- unbelievable sea and then mountains elephants like and you're just wow. by yourself like it, it jungle yeah it was such a beautiful experience and then to think like if i go back you know and then you're just one of the shuffle it would it i don't know you know it would change that experience it'd be a different so, yeah you'd be, you'd be left with a different one. texture it would be, yeah, so I don't know if I want to mess with those memories, but I just spent the last two and a half months in Sicily literally eating my way across that. I, it, the food, Italy has the best food. It's true. Have, and Sicily, and yeah. Sicily has its own culture, its own cuisine, its own, oh, wow. So, yeah, so to answer your question, every single place I visited is my favorite. and. Wow. And I think everybody needs to visit places, you know, because it's this have those experiences. It's incredible. Uh, Summer wanted to know what type of voice work has been your favorite, like the textbook reading and getting to explore things yourself that way or or character acting uh, through Audible. Yeah, you know, uh, I love stories. I love stories. So I love reading books. So, because it's, I get to read the book and I just have to say it out loud, you know? Uh, I, so it's, it's kind of a win-win for me. And I'm an avid reader, as you, you know. So we've talked about that before. So I'm just, you know, accumulating more books. But I would say uh, my, a lot of my favorite ones are like really challenging ones. Like when I have to do like, um, when there's drugs for the doctors, Right. And so a new drug comes on and then they're like, like, I just did one for um, Cariprazine and you're like, Cariprazine has these. And I don't know. It just, there's something that makes me laugh every time I do one. He just makes me laugh, but there's like 13 syllable words. Like I have to do a lot of work. And you have to get it right. Um, And you have to, it not only pronounce the word right, but you have to put the right emphasis on the right syllable. You know, like you you can't, you know what I mean? Like you can't be like saying these words like you've just heard them for the first time, you know? You have to, you have to space it. So they're really, and it sounds silly, they're really challenging, but they're super fun. Not if you have the symptoms and not if you need the drugs, but it's super fun to say them. (laughs) So those are the challenging ones. The challenging ones seem to be my favorite. <laughs> I found uh, this. Oh my God, that's it. 
That's that's the character. It's not it's not you uh But with you see the tongue? Yes, absolutely. It's not you with the crossword puzzle. But thank you to uh, Linda Gabber Fury for finding that. So, oh my gosh, I can't believe you guys! That's crazy that you guys found that. Amazing, <laughs> that man! Look at that. Yeah, fourteen hours. Jeez. Unbelievable, you guys! Unbelievable, you guys, that you found that photo. Andy, I think that was, yes. Yeah, no, there's no, one with ahead. me and a baby. Okay. There's one with me in that outfit holding a baby as well. Ooh, okay. I've seen that somewhere. Okay. Yeah, because I give birth to this. It's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Pay the bills. <laughs> hey, there's never small roles, just small actors. There you go. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And memories um, but- that will last a lifetime. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> and because of the internet, uh, all will last a lifetime. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I can't believe you guys wisely. found that. That's crazy. Yes, exactly. I, I am oh, so okay. um, uh, privileged to have you on. I love spending time with you and uh, exploring uh, just life and culture mm-hmm. and Stargate memories. And, and chatting, and yes. I, uh, I hope that we can we can come across one another at the next GateCon. Hopefully there's going to be another one in yes. 2024 and yes. talk about more travels. Yeah. Well, yeah. And like you said, connection, right? That's yeah. what we were talking about before is getting out and going to those conventions. And I mean, when I go to them, it's definitely wonderful to see all the actors that I've worked with, but we're all busy in different parts of our lives and, and, you know, time to pass again and say, remembering, you know, shooting the show and stuff. But the fans, wow, it's just incredible. It's incredible to connect with people. And, and it's like family reunions, you know, like the friends reunions. They're all, they go to these things once a year to, to see us for sure, but also mm-hmm. to, to share something that they love with people that also appreciate it, you know? So those, that's, that's a connection way, you know? So I think basically we've just wrapped this all up is go to more conventions and happiness levels will rise. They do. They do it. Do you think? Yep, absolutely. Uh, this spring, would you be interested in coming back to the show with James Lafazanos? Oh my gosh! When you first emailed me, I thought that's what this was going to be. I see. Because you remember, right. not that I would have said no. I say yes, David. You know, I'm I'm always there with you. Um, but I did. We, we talked about that in we September. Did. Okay. You, and I would love okay. to talk with James. I will. I would love I will reach to. Out to. That him. would be amazing. Yes, me and my henchmen. Be, <laughs> right? Exactly. We, yeah, we were we were the two. We were bringing this new character to the viewers. To, I to would life. love to share a show well, with Let's him. make that happen. Yes. I, I will yes, reach yes, out yes. with him. And let's do that. After the new year, I'll be in touch uh, with you. You have a wonderful holiday season, okay? Thank and you. Be you safe. too. Yes, thank you so much. And I just want to thank everybody that called in and had questions and stuff. It's it is this part of that connection. I, I really enjoy it. Thank you so much, David, for inviting me. Oh, thank you. Uh, I love talking to you guys. So take care, everybody, and I will see you next year. Talk to you really soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Andy Frizzell, everyone, the Wraith Queen from Stargate Atlantis. I just love having her on. She's just, she's just light. Uh, okay. We have, um, coming up here real quickly, we have the state of the gate. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this one up. Thanks so much to my moderating team, Summer, uh, Tracy, Keith, Jeremy, Reese, and Anthony. Uh, big thanks to Linda, Linda Gate Gabber Fury for finding that photo. And thanks to uh, Frederick Marku at Concepts Web, our web developer for uh, Dial the Gate. You can go there and see our full schedule of content for the rest of the year. It's pretty much already, it's pretty much all booked. So we're good. uh, We're good there. Uh, I've got a couple of questions for me, which I will answer at the end of uh, next show. And uh, we're going to get the state of the gate going here. I know a lot of you are ready for that. My name is David Reed for Dial the Gate. I'll see you on the other side. Dial the Gate is hosted and executive produced by David Reed. The producer is Darren Sumner, co-produced by Linda Fury. The composer is Neil Acri. Animations by Bryce Ors. The production assistant is Jennifer Kirby. Moderators include Summer Roy, Keith Homel, Tracy Noller, Jeremy Heiner, Reese M., and Anthony Rowling. 
Logo design by Deborah J. Bell. Additional effects by Thomas Tots, with contributions by model makers Chris Baker, Stephen Barr, Kevin Zabo, and Tom Paris. The archivists are Linda Fury, Zachary Adams, and Fred Eric Marcoux. For general inquiries for submissions, please contact us at dialthegateshow at gmail.com. Visit our website for the upcoming schedule, as well as an archive of our past episodes at dialthegate.com. Thank you.